Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson. Up first in today's country comment, we'll have details from Manitoba Ag X getting underway today in Brandon. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Manitoba Egg X, the province's largest all-breeds cattle show, is on this week at the Keystone Centre in Brandon. Today is the opening day. Reporter Barry Lamb was there last night and caught up with Manitoba Agriculture Minister Ralph Eichler, who talked about Beef Week. What it does is recognize the industry. You know we went through some pretty tough times this year, but here we are. We're uh, open with the Ag X, and they're showing our cattle, and an exciting time to be in Brandon. For the ag sector, how important to have a bit of normalcy, and I know the producers were happy back in these barns. Absolutely. The mill health is really just what it's really all about. We need that hope in the window. Sure, we've come through some tough times, but I got to say the board just was tenacious. They were so resilient when it comes to putting this fair on and we're going to do it and we're doing it in a safe way and in a sustainable way and it's going to show manitoba's open for business and how's the cattle industry doing right now in your opinion you know what i think there there's some challenges for sure on the feed side but you know what they're, they're thinking outside the box about what that might look like so we got some good programs out there to help them get through the winter so i'm very positive that we're going to see a a positive outside on on come spring and hopefully we get some weather to go along with it and replace the water water tables in the ponds and so on depending on the parts of the province different situations but how, overall feedstocks how are they looking for the mental yeah it's looking pretty good i, I think that uh, you know there are going to be some different challenges in in regards to what they feed um, but they'll they'll figure it out and there's lots of straw been bailed uh, a lot of farmers stepped up and helped their neighbors out which is the right thing to do so uh, manitoba is a friendly manitoba and I know some inspectors are in there doing their thing with the mask and all yep. that. How important uh, we keep following well, the rules? Well, that's, that's really important that we follow the rules. We're going to get through this stuff together. And you know what? Uh, Manitobas understand it and they get it. So just thanks to everybody and, and, and enjoy and come out and support AGX here uh, this week. And just to comment on the dome building, I know the province oh. was a big partner in all this and helping out, and, and obviously with the Keystone too. How, how important do you feel these facilities are? Oh, these building? facilities are our first class. I mean, yeah, we need a little paint on it, but you know what? It's come inside. If you haven't ever been here, come out and have an opportunity to, to just say, boy, what a great job. Be proud of a Brandonite. And Manitoban should be proud. This, this is 150 years old, this building. So, you know, it started back in 1882. So... We're really uh, pleased with be able to have it here in, in Brandon and get people back together. That was Manitoba Agriculture Minister Ralph Eichler. Barry Lamb also caught up with Scott Barron. He's a barn boss and exhibitor at AgEx in the Charlet barn. I'm looking after the Charlets, and we have 32 head in here for our show. So, What show day for you guys? Friday at 1 o'clock. Friday at 1 with 32 head, I know you're trying to get the show up and running again. How pleased are you to have that many here? We're very pleased. Like, it's, uh, it's, it was really touch and go on whether we were going to have enough, but we, we had some exhibitors come from out of province, and we're really happy that they came from Saskatchewan and Alberta, and, and without them, our show wouldn't have happened. So, How important was it to get this show going this year? Very important. If... if uh, if we didn't get this going, uh, it probably was going to be the last show for a lot of the old guys. 
and it was probably going to kill the kill the flame for a lot of the young guys. So. And what does this show do for the beef industry? What role does it play overall, in your opinion? <clears throat> this this is where everything starts. This is the seed stock. This is the cream of the crop. This is where you where we're getting the genetics are starting. So this is our biggest customer is the commercial cattle guy that's gonna look at our crop that we or stock that we have here and uh, hopefully they can find themselves a bull or a female that will produce the best product for their for their buy order buyers and uh, yeah yeah I know auction marts are pretty busy with the fall run but overall how, how is the industry doing oh we're, we're doing okay um, it would would sure be nice if we could get up a little higher to compete with the commodity markets right now but uh it's uh, it is what it is right now but uh i'm a cattle guy more would always be better so and some parts of the province uh feedstocks and supplies heading into winter were a bit of a concern how is it in the carberry area and how is it overall for uh, feed we'll we'll be tight for sure but uh we we were we were lucky my farm we we have some pretty good neighbors and uh we we do have some access to irrigation so that did help so um but we are a lot more fortunate than some other people and uh it's it's pretty sad to hear the stories of what these people have to go through so that was scott Barron a barn boss and exhibitor at Manitoba Ag X this week in Brandon. He was chatting with reporter Barry Lamb. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The province's largest all-breeds cattle show starts today in Brandon. Manitoba Agriculture Minister Ralph Eichler talked about the importance of Manitoba Ag X after the event was cancelled last year due to COVID. Mill health is really just what it's really all about. We need that hope in the window. Sure, we've come through some tough times, but I got to say the board just was tenacious. They were so resilient when it comes to putting this fair on. And we're going to do it and we're doing it in a safe way and in a sustainable way. And it's going to show Manitoba's open for business. Manitoba AGEX takes place through Saturday at the Keystone Centre in Brandon. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture is welcoming the reappointment of Marie-Claude Bebo as Minister of Agriculture and Agri-Food. Here's CFA President Mary Robinson. Wonderful to see our first female Minister of Agriculture reappointed. And from my perspective, and I'd say the perspective of CFA, you know, we've had a a great relationship with uh, Marie-Claude. And she's been wonderful to work with. Uh, I think she's spent a lot of time uh, learning the intricacies of the file. I think she's built up a lot of relationships, you know, think of different players through agriculture across the country, whether it's uh, Bob Lowe Cattle, Rick Bergman of Pork. I know she's uh, she's done work with grain growers, with dairy, with, you know, she she's certainly uh, been very visible, I think, in our industry, which is great. Robinson says with the Egg Minister now in place, she's looking forward to getting back to business. And forward hog contract prices have been holding up reasonably well. That according to Tyler Fulton, Director of Risk Management with Hams Marketing Services. We've seen some pressure on the nearby um, the nearby time frame just related to, you know, cash market weakness. It's pretty typical that it, uh, at this time of year we start to see some pressure coming from heavier supplies. And so the forward prices have kind of reflected the fact that 
you know, that we're moving into that heavy supply time frame. The reality is we've probably, on, on the uh, November and December contracts, we've lost about, you know, $15 over the last three weeks or so. He says those are some of the lowest levels that we've seen in this nearby time frame. Looking further out, Fulton thinks there's still pretty good reason for optimism. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Wednesday, October 27th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture is welcoming the reappointment of Marie-Claude Abibo as Canada's Agriculture Minister. Here's CFA President Mary Robinson. Well, first off, I, I did send a note to Minister Bebo to congratulate her. Um, it's uh, wonderful to see our first female Minister of Agriculture reappointed. And from my perspective, and I'd say the perspective of CFA, you know, we, we've had a, a great relationship with uh, Marie-Claude, and she's been wonderful to work with. Uh, I think she's spent a lot of time uh, learning the intricacies of the file, I think she's built up a lot of relationships, you know, think of different players through agriculture across the country, whether it's uh, Bob Lowe Cattle, uh, Rick Bergman of Pork. Um, I know she's uh, she's done work with grain growers, with dairy, with, you know, she, she's certainly uh, been very visible, I think, in our industry, which is great. Um, and I'm really excited. My, my concern was if we changed ministers, first we, we would lose Minister Bebo, which was would be very sad, but that I was really concerned about how much time we'd spend kind of getting acquainted with the new minister and, and seeing that transition to, to a new minister. So uh, I think for Canadian agriculture right now, um, we've got the election behind us, we've got a minister in place, and hopefully now we can get back to business because we get a lot of business to get to. Our key priorities have been fairly consistent. You know, we do certainly continue to ask for improvements on BRM. And, and again, kudos to Minister Bebo. She was the one that really brought the first new money back into BRM since 2014. Uh, so hopefully we're going to see some movement on that in regard to either uh, being able to accommodate the provinces who've been willing to come to the table without having consensus across the country or getting consensus across the country, in particular on that agri-stability compensation trigger. Um, we certainly uh, will be looking to build relationships with our new Minister of Environment Climate Change Canada, Minister Gilbo, I believe, um, because obviously uh, agriculture right now is being asked to be a provider of public, environmental, social, and health-related goods and services. So, you know, with that, we certainly need to see some direct compensation for farmers for adopting best management practices. And, you know, hopefully that will incentivize more environmental goods and services. And we know that if, if farmers can see that kind of uh, stream of diversified revenue, um, they will invest accordingly. So, uh, we're hoping to really make some headways in that regard. Something more immediate here, the uh, the Hay West initiative. Um, talk a little bit about how that's been going and, and you know, what, what you're looking for there. Yeah, so um, as I said to you earlier, uh, I spoke with Bill Campbell yesterday, president of Keystone Ag, and uh, he had some very positive things to say about Hay West. Uh, and my sense is that really um, we've got lots of producers in Ontario, Quebec, and Atlantic uh, interested in sending hay. Some of it donated, some of it sold. 
um, and sending it west. So I think really our limitation that we'll bump into is funding to offset the freight costs because it certainly isn't cheap. Uh, but we're continuing to work with a bunch of different funding sources to try and uh, get that pot as big as we can. We're, op- we're operating it from a CFA perspective totally on a break-even basis. So, for example, if someone donated their hay, the the cost of we'll, we'll charge for that hay on the western end, and that money will go back into the pot and be uh, help offset transportation for additional hay to move east to west. So when we look at it, really, um, I think we'll probably run out of money before we run out of hay. Uh, and I think, you know, we've been working with the cattlemen and different uh, different groups to do this as best as possible. We're never going to do it perfect. There's always going to be a suggestion as to how it could be done better. Uh, but what we're doing is we're targeting producers um, who have breeding stock and water. Uh, so if, if people meet that criteria, then... Uh, our team at CFA that's in charge of connecting um, producers who are looking for hay with hay, uh, they're the ones to work with. So people can just uh, Google Hay West and they'll find the website and be able to uh, make contact with the logistics group and hopefully get some hay. Any meetings scheduled with uh, Minister Bebo at this point? or? Well, CFA does have, uh, every October we have a board meeting. Uh, this year, unfortunately, it's going to be virtual again. Um, and it is Wednesday, Thursday of this week. And we had extended an invitation to the minister, but obviously it's pretty short notice. So at this point in time, uh, we're not quite sure if she's going to be able to make an appearance or not. Uh, but we will certainly be reaching out to her as well as a few other key ministers. You know, the thing about agriculture is there are many departments and many agencies whose decisions and actions have a direct impact on what we are trying to do to really unleash the potential of Canadian agriculture. Any other, um, you know, key topics that that'll be discussed at those meetings or? Uh, Well, we're going to be talking about trade. We're going to be talking about um, uh, fertilizer emissions reduction targets. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the next policy framework, and there, there'll be a, a whole list. Uh, the, the meetings do run over two days, um, and there's always fantastic conversation. We learn so much, and uh, unfortunately, with these Zoom meetings, it means that we don't get to have that kind of uh, sit around the bar at the end of the night and, and really talk about things. I know I, I did speak earlier with producers in the prairies who have a lot of concerns right now about the increased costs of, uh, of inputs, whether that's fertilizer or, or crop protectants or fuel. And, you know, it, I certainly miss that time with people to, to really get a key understanding of some of the issues they're facing and some of the concerns they have. And, and a lot of the time that's where um, solutions, the beginning of solutions are born. So hopefully we get back to that really soon. That was Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Beef Producers Fall District Meetings are on now. Go to their website for details. Manitoba Egg X is on this week at the Keystone Centre in Brandon. And Canada's Outdoor Farm Show is hosting an online event November 10th entitled What a Year, a Celebration of Egg Innovation. You can check it out at outdoorfarmshow.com.
Com. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Wednesday afternoon, it's taking a lot longer than usual for farm tires to get to Manitoba. Walter Hildebrandt with Hydro Ag and Steinbach chatted with reporter Judy Peters. We definitely have seen um, a shortage, uh, uh, parts taking longer to come in, and then we have customers that are calling in and already booking and buying stuff for next spring which is unheard of. And so they're, they're trying to work ahead of time, I guess. And how long has this been going on? Uh, this has been since, I would say, about the middle of the summer, this last summer, um, early summer, mid-summer. I think it's got to do with a number of things, and uh, it's, it, it stems from the factories themselves getting the products to build the equipment and so forth. So quite a variety of things. You add it all together, and it just makes life tougher for a lot of people here in southern Manitoba. Yeah, it does. I mean, we were maybe spoiled years ago, um, getting things ASAP and right away, and having it available right away, but uh, definitely a different uh, scenario right now. Yeah, we have noticed that uh, there is a shortage of ag tires that go on the Mahindra tractors as well. And because of that, we have been waiting extra long for for these uh, tractors to come in. We've also noticed that uh, we do some manufacturing of liquid manure applicators. And we manufacture these uh, applicators up to 70 feet wide. And we use big ag tires to uh, uh, manufacture these. It's a pull-behind unit. And... We have been waiting up to six months for tires to manufacture these units as well. My goodness. And what's the response that you're getting from your customers? It's a matter of using patience a little bit and uh, working with what we have. There's nothing really we can do about it. But uh, we wait for the product to come uh, and, and we follow up on it as much as we can. And we follow up with our customers and make sure that they're, they're okay with the waiting time. And ultimately, what choice do they have? That's exactly it. There's not any other choice, any other thing, nothing else that they can really do about it. And so um, we do have customers that order well ahead of time because they know the situation. So would that be something that we would now be encouraging people to to think ahead as to what you're going to need six months down the road and place those orders now? I think equipment-wise and and farm equipment with farm equipment and tractor-wise, definitely something to think about uh, well ahead of time. If you're looking for something um, for next year, uh, it's a good idea to already check into it and and place those orders. Yes, definitely. That was Walter Hildebrand with Hydro Egg and Steinbach chatting with Golden West reporter Judy Peters. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Manitoba's cattle industry is gathering in Brandon this week for Manitoba AGEX. Scott Barron is a barn boss and exhibitor. He talked about the importance of this year's show. Very important. If we didn't get this going, it probably was going to be the last show for a lot of the old guys. And it was probably going to kill the, kill the flame for a lot of the young guys. This is where everything starts. This is the seed stock. This is the cream of the crop. This is where, you, where we're getting the genetics are starting. So this is our biggest customer is the commercial cattle guy that's going to look at our crop that we or stock that we have here hopefully they can find themselves a bull or a female that will produce manitoba agex takes place through saturday at the keystone center in brandon 
The trend remains lower for hogs in U.S. cash markets. Tyler Fulton is Director of Risk Management with Hams Marketing Services. The segment of hogs in the U.S. that are not committed to uh, to any particular packer are really taking a beating. It's evidence of the fact that packers are not having any trouble kind of meeting their their kill requirements. And so they tend to discount those pigs, you know, that they don't have on a longer-term contract. That's really... To the degree that that influences the Canadian price, it's drawing it down. Fulton says on the flip side, we've still got pork cutout values, which get worked into the formula that are holding up pretty well. And the president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture is excited to have Marie-Claude Bebo back as federal agriculture minister. Here's Mary Robinson. My concern was if we changed ministers, first we, we would lose Minister Bebo, which was would be very sad, but that I was really concerned about how much time we'd spend kind of getting acquainted with the new minister and, and seeing that transition to, to a new minister. So uh, I think for Canadian agriculture right now, we've got the election behind us, we've got a minister in place, and hopefully now we can get back to business because we get a lot of business to get to. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have details on the latest Farm Credit Canada trade reports. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.